Welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast, where you, the listener, play a huge part. Here's how it works. My good buddies Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Debate the top four of any given topic. I'm the judge, but you, the audience, are the jury. We post our topics on Facebook, and we want to hear your votes and responses. We love to hear from you. The episode we are debating... This episode is the Mount Rushmore of Cats. Who chose this? That's Richard's, but man, that was so much energy for an episode about cats. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah, we were, yeah. Our feline friends are calling on the line. Let's talk to a cat right now. It's yeah. Al Stewart, Year of the Cat. Okay, maybe that's what choice. We are, oh, hey. Are, <laughs> all, all three of us are cat owners, right? We're cat owners. That's why I came up with the topic. Oh, mm. I love it. I, love so I know it. we all love our, our kitties. Yes. Michael has two. I have two. Yes, Jeff's got one. Such, I love cats. Such a strong word. Yeah, right yeah. I know we both cats. tolerate our cats. Mm-hmm. All three of us do. I feel like there's a different relationship. I feel like dogs are a big exclamation mark. Or cats are like a question mark. They are a question mark of the, of the <laughs> yeah. pet world. Yeah, and maybe sometimes the words before that question mark are "screw you." <laughs> Where dogs are like, yeah, I love you, usually, normally. Right. Okay, you chose it? I chose it. Okay, and it's just because we Because we all had cats, and I think I was petting your cat on the way out the other day. And I thought, oh, what a good, A, what a good cat. You have a very good cat. Oh, thank you very much. You do have a good cat. Lily Marshmallow is her name, and she's listening to the podcast. She's a long-time listener. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. First time meow. First time meow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you chose it, Richard. So Michael Winfield goes. What's your first one, Michael? This was a very interesting topic, and obviously I hope none of us have our own cats on there, right? I didn't put No, I did not put my cat. Good, because cats are kind of awful. And um, number one awful cat is the Cheshire cat. Oh, Ooh, the Cheshire Cat. Made this was chosen fa- by Erica White and Janice smith Kane. Yeah. Mm, made popular um, from Lewis Carroll's um, Alice yeah. Through the Looking Glass, and later and even more famous by like Sterling Holloway's um, performance of the yes. Cheshire Cat in, in Disney's um, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And I probably, I probably keyed into that performance, like the Sterling Holloway performance, because I've just been watching so much Disney stuff with my kid. Yeah. Like every other day, we're either watching The Jungle Book and he's Ka the Snake or we're watching yes. Winnie the Pooh. Trust and he's also Ka the Snake, yeah. <laughs> literally strangling yeah. and eating Winnie the Pooh. And, um, but like, you know, the character, the the description of the Cheshire Cat dates back to, you know, the 19th century uh, Lewis Carroll books, but it dates back even further of oh. like this kind of grinning... Um, mischievous uh-huh. cat. It's this British short hair tabby sort oh. of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and it has like even some other more boring Wikipedia, deeper, deeper dives, deeper dives that, yeah, who cares? But the cat itself within like um, the Lewis Carroll story and within, you know, the Disney is like a cat that is very difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. He's there and he's, he, Talks in riddles, like yeah. most of like the Lewis Carroll stuff. It's yeah. all, it's all dream logic and it's all riddles. But cats are just by nature very mercurial yeah. and very difficult. And yeah. you think that you can understand them at some point. You think you know what they want, and then yeah, they disappear and all this stuff. And like the grinning Cheshire cat was like the first thing I thought of when. Uh, Richard posted thought of this topic. Yeah, Alice doesn't encounter a lot of people ready to help her, and I think Cheshire Cat is almost—he seems relatively harmless compared to like the. Isn't there like a centipede wants to smoke her out or something like that? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and other he's, people want to kill her. He's not helpful, but he's not unhelpful, which yeah. I think really speaks to how cats are. They're yeah. chaotic neutral. 
Yes. They're, yeah. They're there just to be, just to kind of exercise their own nature, mm-hmm. which is a nature which is totally un- understandable. Yeah. Being that we are all uh, cat owners, I know that, Jeff, your cat is very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, very docile. I have yeah. two cats, um, Mia, who just hides under the bed and you barely see her and is very uh-huh. annoying at times. Uh-huh. And then Mayakovsky, who is also just annoying at times. He's just in your face, on your lap, yeah. meowing at you, only wants to eat. And like, I don't know, Richard, what are your cats like? And it, like, I imagine it is can be any combination of everything. I've got one cat who is generally very sweet and cat-like, but she pees on the bed, which I guess is also cat-like. Yeah. Um, the other cat, uh, the, so that's uh, Hera. And then Sebastian is the biggest daddy's boy. Uh. And wanders, will like try to jump on me as I'm like walking around, like come at me and full on leap like into my chest with his claws out because he wants me to pick him up yeah. so badly. Yeah, I love it's it. It's a very weird like like relationship and it's yeah. kind of uncomfortable. I think it's funny that we've described an animal that's been domesticated but barely. It seems like cats invite us themselves into our homes to to Je- deal with us Je- on a moment by moment by moment basis. It's, yeah, it's just uh, to whatever their liking is. Yeah. Like, I think cats probably peaked in, you know, the Egyptian times. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess we're gods now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. nowhere really to go but down yeah. after you. Yeah. So we're just going to be kind of like, gods. Yeah. we're cool to you sometimes, we're dicks to you sometimes, we're helpful, we're unhelpful. And I think the yeah. Cheshire cat of this grinning mercurial mm-hmm. thing is just a pretty perfect yeah. encapsula- encapsulation of what a cat is. Yeah, in introducing Alice to a world in which uh, not all of whom she encounters will be uh, ready to help her out. So, and Richard also, I think that's a good point. Is they can be very different from from animal to animal, and that's what this uh, um, that's what the survey that we put out there in the world kind of responded. A lot of different uh, responses. So, what's your first one, Richard? All right. So my first one is everyone's favorite Monday hating lasagna yes. loving cat. Top Cat. No. <laughs> no, Garfield. Garfield. In, in the Top Cat, Garfield, Heathcliff trifecta yeah. of like yeah. screwy cartoon cats. Oh, don't forget the Cadillac cats. I've forgotten them. They were part of the Heath, the second part of the Heathcliff oh, they were? hour. Top Cat. Yeah. Don't even, Top Cat doesn't even belong there with Heathcliff and you Garfield. You don't think so? No. So what... But Garfield. What are the aspects of... He's ubiquitous. So here's the thing. Yeah. So here are people who love Garfield ranked. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got funny. eight-year-old kids. Yeah. Yeah. 70-year-old cat ladies. Yeah. Not really sure who goes third. Okay. Uh, and then fourth, very far down at the bottom, is people who post comments to Garfield cartoons online where it seems like they're talking to Garfield. Fuck yeah. As if he's a real cat who Fuck can yeah. understand. Whoa. Those are the best comments. Uh, Richard keyed me into the to Garfield comics. Uh, commentary some time wow. ago. And if you want to spend a day, get into like the the comment section Whoa. of Garfield. And if you want to go deeper, Mallard Fillmore. Oh my well that that's a cesspool of MAGA Those, scum and it is oh wow. But you, you know what always gets to that MAGA level eventually? Mm-hmm. Garfield. Yeah. They always it every conversation just delves so deep. It's it's Amazing. Wow. So I'm going to read you today's. I love it. I'm going to read you today's uh, strip, and then some of the the the, the comments that are, okay. that are that are attached okay. to this. The eight year old me is delighted because I had every you had Garfield, every Garfield. I had every Garfield book. All yeah. Garfield gets fat. 
uh, Garfield, even up to Garfield's Nine Lives, the weird artistic one where different artists oh. had interpretations of I love that the, at one point. Was it Bill Patterson? Who's the guy Garfield? No, uh, Jim Davis. Jim Davis was like, fuck it, you draw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I, I got too much second to turn my hands. Okay. okay, so Garfield walks in with a clipboard, and John's there. And Garfield says, I'm not quite sure we'll get into this. Yeah. I guess that's what he had thought bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, time for your performance review, John. Oh, my. This might be a good time to bribe me with some treats. That's the whole thing. That's the comic. That's the entire comic. Let's 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 first off let's acknowledge Jim Davis for phoning it in for the past thirty yeah. years. Yeah. Um, some of the comments are from Templo Sud. What sort of treats did you have in mind, Garfield? Ferns. What the hell does that mean? He must like. He I, likes I, to I eat bet that he likes plants. to eat ferns. At some to point. which to which Light Painter replied, "I hope not ferns. Too ordinary for Garfield." I agree with Amarillo pizza or lasagna are much more worthy. Or, so what Garfield is saying is that John has to pay him just to do whatever? What the hell? That's Cody Cab. Watcher is, John, shouldn't it be the other way around? My favorite is Jason Snake Lover. Is there ever a bad time to bribe him with treats? Take care and may God bless. What's going on here? Who do they think they're talking to? I think they think that this is a real cat, and these are like, like, Ill, like courtroom drawings. I, I <laughs> love or something. I love the idea that Jim Davis also spends time on these message boards, and it's just like taking notes. Noted. Garfield should get more tweets just, be, <laughs> just because. So the whole backstory behind uh, Garfield, if you don't know it, is that Jim Davis was a struggling comic book writer. He had a, a comic called Gnome Nat, Norm Nat. No, Norm with GN, now with okay, GN. Okay. It was basically Garfield, but with bugs. Oh. And someone told him, hey, nobody can relate to this because it's bugs. Yeah. So he very, you could say either commercially, cyn- smartly or cynically, looked at the comic books and realized, hey, there's Marmaduke, there's uh, yeah. Snoopy. It's there's big, big cat space not being filled. Yeah. There is, literally. There's, there's literally a, a void for a cat comic. And he's wrong because Heathcliff was out five years before Garfield. Well, okay. okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. Right. So it worked. And so this was one of my questions. I mentioned this while I was reading the, the strip. How does exactly John converse with Garfield? Mm-hmm. I mean, Garfield can't talk. Yeah. He has thought bubbles. Yeah. But John can read his mind? No, 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 no. He doesn't. Uh, I think. But they respond, he responds to him. Like, actually, Garfield will think something, and John will respond to that thought. I don't think that is act. I don't think that, as someone, as someone who, when he was, um, uh, like, 11 or 12 years old, took a summer vacation to England and brought not, not but Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield <laughs> books with him. Uh, he doesn't, I don't think he responds to the thought bubble. He responds to an, his own conversation that's happening independently. So you can include Garfield's thought bubbles within oh. that conversation, but John is just doing his own. It's like Fight Club where they exist in the same world, but they're maybe, maybe the same person. I'd like to also think that maybe as the comic Garfield minus Garfield would point yeah, out, yeah. that maybe this whole strip is just a, a look into a young man losing his mind. Yeah. And bel- that Garfield is maybe not even there. Yeah. I believe it was a very special anniversary within the past week of the time that uh, John drank dog semen 
at the vet's <laughs> office. <laughs> this somehow came up on Twitter. <laughs> Where oh dear. John takes uh, Garfield accidentally. To the, by the way, I'm using finger quotes. If you're a young listener who came here thinking this was Garfield chat podcast and just been introduced to, <laughs> I didn't realize how dark we were going to get on Garfield right away. But here we are. Anyway, Ga- uh, John takes Garfield to the vet. Uh, he's uh, kind of talking to the vet who he has a crush on, whose name I yeah. can't remember. And then he's excited. He sees what he believes to be a cup of coffee. Arlene. Arlene. How do I know this? No, no. Yeah. Arlene is the name of... Arlene's her normal is the really cute cat. No, no. Arlene is the name of the <laughs> female cat oh, that you're Garfield right. has a crush uh-huh. on. Normal is the cat that is mailed to Abu Dhabi on uh, multiple occasions. Anyway, he's talking to the vet. And he's like, ooh, I would love a cup of coffee. And drabs, grabs a cup off of the table. And then uh, she responds with... Uh, you're expecting puppies in nine months, which I don't know if that's the actual hmm. gestation period for dogs. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it is implied that he drinks a, a coffee cup full of uh, dog semen. Oh, wow. That's heavy duty. Uh, Good stuff. Garfield. Pe- Petty Cullum, one time guest on the podcast, listed a lot of those fun Garfield minus Garfield and those hipster iterations. So I would say after... Eight-year-old kids and 90-year-old women, there's also the, the fun that people have with the uh, making them hyper-banal or hyper-surreal by removing certain components. Yeah, from it. yeah. always fun. Yeah. Uh, some folks who agree with your Garfield um, love are m- actually many. Monica <laughs> Bentley Jennings, Nick Condon, Nick, Ricky, Ricky Rosales, Sammy Sammers, <laughs> we know her real name, loves Garfield because lasagna and pizza, duh, and then... Atticus Yee. She makes a very good yeah, point. Yeah, that's his diet is something I think we can all aspire to. Right. Yeah. In so, shape, which I think I've already reached. So we're of, in good shape, though. A lot of Garfield fans out there. Okay, Michael, what's your second? Uh, my second choice is I wanted an internet cat, because internet cats are yeah. all the rage. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you guys know Lil Bub? Lil Bub. No, I do not know yeah. Lil Bub. Here, Richard. Look at Lil that Bub. That is one adorable cat. Yeah, it is a cat that suffers from many diseases. Oh, of dear. course, it and, does, including uh, some sort of uh, dwarfism. Yeah, um, has these and also gigantism, mm-hmm. which gigantism is really sad. Such a weird, um, He's sweet missing, and sour. missing a portion of uh, his jaw, mm-hmm. and his tongue is always perpetually just sticking yeah. out of his jaw. So somebody put a cat on the internet. Yeah, what? Uh, How'd that go. work out? All right, I don't know. I was trying to, you know, I think part what spurred it was the recent death of. Grumpy, Grumpy Cat, yes. R.I.P. Tartar sauce, um, yeah. I never cared for Grumpy Cat, mostly because of his demeanor. Like, yeah. I don't want a shitty, kind of just unhappy-looking yeah. cat around. Well, you know, mm-hmm. apparently he was a very happy cat in real life, IRL. Um, and his brother, who does not have any of the facial disease, did not have any of the facial diseases or anything that made Grumpy Cat look grumpy, uh, apparently he was a real asshole. Oh. I, that's just jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> That is just when someone, when one brother gets famous. Yeah. You know, I mean, that is, it's like the opposite of like Ron Howard and his brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Glenn Howard <laughs> is just a Clint sad, is, unfortunate. Cl- but I, I think that, the, you know, Clint is. Yeah. He's not the slice of hunkish man that uh-huh. Ron Howard is. Little Bub, is he following in like the Little Wayne, Little John kind of yes, mold? He, okay. I assume that at some point he has put out a rap album yeah. that is mostly meows. Sure. But he was, you know, w- the internet is very good at 
something kind of catching fire. And uh, this cat that was born in 2012 in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh. Uh, my uh, wife's uh, college mm-hmm. matriculation, matriculation. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, city. Uh, that's that's we don't like to don't talk about that on the show. That's okay. dirty. So little little bub. Yeah, little bub has like a weird, like I I don't know how much. You know, internet fame is one thing. Where are you just famous on the internet? Are you just famous on the internet? Where does that take you to be just mm-hmm. a cute, gruesome cat on the internet? Yeah, I mean, I know that he's had like. TV shows like Lil Bub and Friends mm-hmm. and Lil Bub's Big Show and like other things. I don't know if that made the owner any money. I believe that he has done stuff for this cat mm-hmm. or with the cat for like the ASPCA, mm-hmm. like using a famous cat to raise money for a good cat cause, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate because like it's it's almost like exploiting your kids. Yeah. You know, if you don't use that money, if let's say you put your kids in a tire, a Michelin tire commercial or an ad. <laughs> your kid's the baby that's inside the tire. Yeah. Right? Okay. If let's say one of those kids might be named Michael Winfield. Mm-hmm. And if let's say there is no college fund resulting from those sorts of ads mm-hmm. or ones for, you know, your sister, the same sort of thing. You mm-hmm. know, there's a certain resentment that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, guys. I was in this ad for this Michelin thing in a tire. I was a baby in a thing. Where's my money? No money. Michael, were you ever in a Michelin? I ad? might have been in one f- in serious? some sort of like a Sears or a Michelin or something. This is the first we're I know hearing. My, well, you know, I'm just saying that I appreciate. Uh, knock knock. Uh, knock. Who's knock, there? Hey. Hey guys, how are you doing? Oh, President Clinton. Oh, uh, good. To, well, former President Clinton. Good well, you're always you. a president. Hey, you're always referred to by your last official title. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, okay. Wh- Bitch, Wh- Clinton. <laughs> Whoremonger. Awful Clinton. person, Clinton. B- barely, go, uh, barely go, evaded go, impeachment, go, Clinton. Go okay. away, Clinton. The sax master. You mean sax master? I play at the jazz uh, Harlem Uptown Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. They call me sax master. Anyway, did you see a little black and white cat? I'm trying to find him. He was walking around, got in, got around here. I don't know if you remember that I had a cat in the White House. Oh, Socks. Oh, yeah, that's right. I so, called him Little Bugger. Oh, really? But you call him Socks. That's right. They called him that out in the press. That's right. Yeah, you haven't seen him? No, I, I would just like to clarify. Yes, Mr. sir. President. Yeah, yeah. You're currently looking for, for, for a pussy? Oh, dear. Oh, Hey, just keep that on the DL there, buddy. Let's keep that on the DL. It'll be our little secret, trust uh, me. uh, uh, Mr. Mr. President? Yeah. uh, Do you remember what year you got the cat? 93, 94, 95, something like that? Something like that, that's right. Socks still around. Uh, This this is Socks the sequel. That's right. (laughs) We call him Argyle. That's right. He's he's a... Just making sure, because that's a a long life for a cat. Yeah, no, I'll call him Socks. It's just an easier way to... Remember the name. Hey, you know what I was thinking of doing? Grabbing a camcorder or something like that, maybe putting them on the internet. Do you think that would work? Yeah, get that camcorder going, sir. All right. Okay, thanks, guys. I'll try to find him. Good luck. Okay. Uh, I, uh, Mr. Mr. President. Yeah. It looks like Socks the Cat. The first one. The original. OG passed, Socks. Passed away in February 2009. Oh. Um, Darn Socks. Now, was this cat racist? Because this was right when Barack Obama oh, took no. office. Oh, no. 
Just making sure. I'm just making sure that he didn't. He didn't just lie, die because he's a racist cat. Could a cat that's a mixture of black and white together be racist? Good point. Rest my case. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, you just missed it. Oh, what? President what? Clinton was in here. Shut the front door, really? I should, yeah, no, literally shut the front door. I think oh, he forgot to are you shut serious? the front door. Well, the cat oh. got out. Cat so got oh, out. He's no. Gone. Oh, that's like a double whammy. Mm. Did he mention any other internet cats? Uh, oh, they, well, no, he didn't, but I should. Oh, what's up? Because my second pick is also an internet cat. Who's that? Maru cat. Hey, Maru. I love cool. this cat. This is the... Uh, it's the box cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves playing in boxes. Mm-hmm. He does other cute cat shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wish I had a Maru cat because my cats don't do cute. They don't do anything. They don't do cute stuff that I can then videotape and make millions of dollars and exploit them. What a generation of people who are just like trying to throw their cats into boxes. And they're just like, come on, do it. Go in the box. And the cat's just like. Right on the Roomba. I'll go in that box when I want to go in that box. (laughs) Wear the shark outfit and get on the Roomba. I do yeah. like I do like that if you just draw like a circle and a sharpie, yeah. or like put down like masking tape and a square. Yeah, the cat will just sit in the it cat. because they're just like these. <laughs> what I love. Yes, they're high maintenance. Yes, we have to take care of them. But if you put like a piece of printer paper on the floor, <laughs> the cat that's like a resort for the cat. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> they love that. Oh yeah, I mean Christmas is Christmas for cats just yeah. because they get to chase little pieces little, of paper around. <laughs> little paper. What about Mar was uh, compelling? The boxes. You know, I think he also what he does. What do you think about what is wonderful about cats and cats on the internet is they are what we make of them. We interpret their behaviors in different ways. And right. They are a blank slate, ultimately. They do have differing personalities, but, uh, but this cat also does things that have no, shows no cultural boundaries, right? Right. It's just I mean, a he's a Japanese cat. cat, but I mean, yeah. I don't think he meows in Japanese. I don't think so. Does he do that thing where you walk into like a sushi restaurant and just like, Waves yeah. at you. <laughs> like the, the little, little lucky waving cat. lucky cat. Yeah. Do what I keep waiting for Maru is to find out that he's sponsored by UPS. <laughs> and like we just fell for it. It was all a big, it was all a big corporate ruse. stunt. It was all a big ruse. Okay, so we are at our halftime. I want to remind you guys that you are important part of this podcast. We love to hear from you. We will be posting some uh, conversation starters out there on the social handles and would love to hear your input. You could also suggest not a um, um, you could also give us whole topics if you'd like previous uh, podcast listeners have suggested topics and they ended up being on the show. You don't need to. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear what you think about past episodes by going back to the page on the thing that was formerly known as iTunes. Te- technically, that is yeah, what's it going to be called now? Podcast thing? Mac podcast thing? I don't know. I'm always overwhelmed just by the fact that we call it podcast because we used to listen to music on an on iPod. iPods. Yeah, that's and that, so and it's weird. Just the name of it now, rather than yeah, internet radio. And what was a pod then anyway? Just a okay. Just a brilliant brand name. Yeah. Okay. So um, go out to wherever you find podcasts and leave us some ratings, leave us some stars. But hey, more importantly, download and listen because we like you to hear us blab our mouths and things like that. There's got to be a podcast called Podcat, right? There's got to be a podcast. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. Just make it. Just make it. We're just a shout out. A shout out to Podcat. 
I'm sure you're a great podcast yes. about cats. What if that's what they cats have is podcasts? It's just meowing. It's just different meowing. When they go crazy, sometimes <laughs> like cats do. Yeah. Maybe they just got really excited about the latest episode of podcast. Super juice. And about they got it. They got like those earbuds. So it's you just, can't really it's see just it. like ASMR, and it's just like a feather. Yeah. Brushing against. Oh my god. It's just the sound of like cat food falling from an yeah. automatic feeder, <laughs> and they're just like so geeked out. Oh, from it. that's got to be it. Okay, we are back. Want to thank all the people who are kind enough to give us your opinions on the topic of the Mount Rushmore of Cats. And I would like you to listen as Michael and Richard share the rest of their opinions. And Michael, what do you got? Uh, my third choice is Felix the Cat. Love that cat. I cannot, why did you... Why, hmm. Well, I adore my dear son, who's now two years old, Felix, yeah. Yeah. who is the love of my life. He's my best friend. Mm-hmm. I want to do everything with him. Oh, and um, there was a certain. Let me tell you about my best friend. There you go. My one joy, my cuddly toy, my up, my down, mm. my pride, my joy. That was a show called The Courtship of Eddie's, Eddie's Father. Eddie's Father, yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. Michael, no, we're what? talking about Felix the Cat. Sorry, dude. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about the guy that was popularized <laughs> on the, you know, the car sales. Yeah. <laughs> the the That's car right. billboard down That's in right. Los Angeles. To, co- to quote LA radio personality Petros J. Papadakis. Mm. You got to see that big cat smiling at you. <laughs> that finger pointing. You know where that finger's pointing to, right? Great savings. Great savings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Felix the Cat was a popular, at the time, 1920s cartoon character. Yeah, back when they had polio and stuff like that. <laughs> he was, like his polio episodes <laughs> where he couldn't stand up were incredible. Pretty funny. It was pretty easy to animate with him in the iron lung and yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> he was this wonderful black and white surreal cat character mm-hmm. that unfortunately like fell to the times of I'm looking at a certain mouse on your chest. Yeah, sorry, dude. Mickey, Mickey Mouse, yeah. who captivated everyone with Steamboat Willie and mm-hmm. the talkies and uh, Otto Messner, mm-hmm. uh, the hypnotist during the time, the creator uh, wouldn't. Transfer him from silent films to talkies. Oh, yeah. This gimmick of talkies. Because he's a good. cat. He can't talk, idiots. Mm. Hello. And wow. partially because of that, he like wouldn't go with the times. He kind of fell away into history into like the 50s where they like they reintroduced him with his whole magic bag of tricks wow. sort of gimmick. And, you know, it took another 30 years for him to come back into pop culture. But he kind of fell away into that... Um, who was the who was the proto Mickey Mouse? It was the uh, so Oswald, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Oswald the Lucky mm-hmm. Rabbit, mm-hmm. where there's just like this guy that was out there doing like crazy 1920s, 1930s things that yeah, like the animation was just surreal. Was and, like, there whistling involved? Oh, so, every <laughs> everything was so much whistling. You could just like rerun the frames back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Yeah, pretty They're much. Just like we need this guy to whistle. Mm-hmm. That six frames were good. We got to fill in another 12 frames. How do we do that? He had a whistling. What were, what were his characteristics or what, what was, how was he unique? I don't know. I think he was just kind of silly and a cat and did things. Yeah. And I think a lot of like 1920s animation, like you go back and you watch like Betty Boop and things just happened. Yeah. It's just like they were on cocaine and they were yeah. on so many drugs and booze and they're just like, what's it? What what are we gonna have Betty Boop do? What are we gonna have Felix the cat mm-hmm. do? I don't know. Do things. Yeah. Take I, take all of the skin off of this animal and then play it like a xylophone. Okay. Yeah. So kind of itchy and scratchy esque. You know what? That is a very 
good connection because I think that there is a whole lot of like the John Kay stuff that dates back to like not 1940s film and not 1950s, like, like back to like the 1920s oh, and 30s yeah. when it was all like just keyed into music. It was like the musical melodies. Yeah, I think that, Silly Symphonies, musical melodies. Uh, Merry Mary melodies. melodies. Yeah, Merry Melodies. I think that Felix the Cat was just one of these iconic figures that was just like mm-hmm. featured on like 1920s bombers. And mm-hmm. he was featured in like, yeah. he was just like this guy that was ubiquitous, kind of like a Charlie Chaplin. And then when the talkies came around, it was like, Oh yeah, here's this mouse. Yeah, that can talk to you, and just got passed by, and just kind of faded away for thirty years. It's funny, like Felix, my son, sees a shirt that I have that has Felix the cat on it, and he's like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and that is all the <laughs> indictment of like this past of a character that that you need to know is just like, oh yeah, you're mm-hmm. known as someone entirely else. Yeah, at this point, it's funny. He is his uh, when. Some film historians evaluate the origins of Mickey Mouse. They denote some of his attire, the white gloves and um, some sh- the shorts that he wears. And then also the, the fact that most of his face, like Felix, is black, where his eyes and mouth have white around them. And comment that he has origins that evolved out of the minstrel characteristic. I could see that. This very cheerful singer, dancer, entertainer, as portrayed on stage and a very beloved character for people who love entertainment. Are you you suggesting it's slightly step and fetch it? Well, I I think at the time, if Al Jolson was playing this character, other people were playing it. They considered it almost like, I hate to say it like, like, like almost like, um, it would be like saying Eminem is unsophisticated. He's just imitating a certain culture. So he's synthesizing this culture and presenting it to a, a different crowd, a different audience. So, but I think people at the same, yeah. But Step and Fetch was a beloved performer, right? So, so in that way, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Felix, I, in some of those early cartoons, you have to remember that they were aimed at adults, and so when Felix <laughs> grabs some ether you know, and gives it to somebody, or he's smoking a cigar, or throws a knife at somebody. That's so funny that you mentioned <laughs> both those two things yeah. in that. Uh, with my son Felix, we read Curious George a lot. Yeah, and, and he goes very, he calls him Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and the very first Curious, or like the first two Curious George books, uh, one he is travels from Africa to the big city, and in like he goes home, he has a big pile of food, he smokes a pipe, yeah, and he goes to bed. I don't know how to explain smoking a pipe to Felix yet. Yeah, and then like in his next next adventure, he falls down, breaks his leg. And he goes to the hospital and gets high on ether. And he goes like loopy and like spins around and they have to like wake him up in like a bath. And like, so this is a bottle of this stuff that smells, (laughs) that makes you feel silly and makes you fall down. He loves anything. It's dad's whiskey? Oh my God, yeah. Uh, What's funny is as, as much as I say those cartoons were also targeted at adults and so therefore had adult themes, Childhood hadn't even been invented by the 1920s. So. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. True. You know what's very interesting is like I was talking to my dad just the other day, and we were talking about Felix, and I was, my dad, um, it was right around his birthday, Felix's birthday, and my dad was playing with Felix. We were just sitting at their house, and they were whacking each other with like these foam lightsabers. Yeah. And my dad 
who's all of 72, 74, is just like falling down. Uh-huh. Oh, and like, nice. oh, you got me. You know, just <laughs> totally goofing around. And I was driving with him, telling him, we were like picking up a old drill press. I we're going deep now. But like, I was like, it's so great that every day or once a week or a couple times a week, you get to see Felix and grow up with him. And he has, oh, yeah. he has like this connection with you. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, I never played with my dad like that. Oh, wow. And like, you know, my dad was born in 1946. And mm-hmm. just, he just didn't, they didn't play like that. Mm-hmm. Like me and my dad, we wrestled. We like, I'm yeah. sure Richard, you and your kids wrestle and oh, sure. throw around stuff. But like, it's interesting, a generation or many generations yeah. where like the dad did not play yeah. physically with their kids mm-hmm. in a way that we do now with our kids. Like, you know, Felix, I grab him, throw him upside down, mm-hmm. bonk him on his head, and he says again. And like kids crave like this. Oh, yeah. Just this animated mm-hmm. thing. And my dad was like, yeah, it, my dad never did that. Yeah. Tell me more about this drill press. Oh, it no, is. No, don't tell me. <laughs> it's from 19... Do not tell me any more about it. Okay, Richard, what do you got? All right, my third one is... Um, well, let me start. Let me ask this. Did you know that Garfield has an illegitimate uh, son? Oh, my gosh. Damn, I'm not going to vote for him. You're damned right he does, by the way. And it's everyone's favorite hairball-spitting, presidential-running, Gene Kirkpatrick-loving, rock star, commie son of a gun, Bill the Cat. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Of Bloom County fame. Sure, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So he was actually created by Berkeley Brackett Breathed, um as kind of an anti-Garfield. Mm-hmm. This oh, was, is that right? This yeah. was such a comic strip that was so too old for me at the time. Yeah. That was always around. It was just ubiquitous at the time. It was like, oh, this is the thing that feels important and the art feels too good. Mm. See, I was I was the opposite of you. I didn't have the Gar... I had some Garfield books, but I had all of the Bloom County books. And when I'd go on vacation, that was what I would bring. That's interesting. Mm. So... He actually, yeah, so he was created as very specifically like, hey, let's create a character who is impossible to market mm-hmm. and then do this ser- whole series. I think he was de- it debuted with this whole series of comic strips about the lovable Bill the Cat and you can get your doll now. And of course, it's this awful, like, I do- nasty, scuzzy looking <laughs> cat with... I do love that you've, that you've chosen the ultimate marketable and the ultimate unmarketable. Yeah. Yeah, it really is the yin to uh, Garfield's yang, mm-hmm. uh, except for the fact that it that, that part of the the plan fell apart when people wanted Build a Cat stuff, and now they've sold you know millions of Build a Cat dolls and T-shirts and yeah. everything else you could possibly imagine. Um, he's just he's an incredible character. Um, he is among the things that he has done is he's been a uh, as I think I mentioned a Soviet spy. Mm. Um, he uh, was killed in a, uh, a, a crash when his Ferrari drove into a cactus at 140 mm-hmm. miles an hour. Mm. And he was uh, brought back to life by Oliver, the little nerdy character, mm-hmm. who was able... The only thing that survived is his tongue. They were able to get a DNA sample from that. Um, he became a the leader of the Bhagwan Sri Ragnish cult mm-hmm. in Oregon. Huh. Became an, t- a televangelist. And at the end of the strip, um, he had Donald Trump's brain taken out of Donald Trump's body and put into his body. Wow. I thought Bloom County ended 20 years ago. Yeah, it did. Wow. So that was, wow. this is when Trump was just like rich oaf. 
Yeah. And the whole thing was that Trump was supposedly uh, had one of his anchors from his yacht dropped on him, mm-hmm. and his body was crushed, but his brain was fine. <laughs> so they transplanted his brain into Bill the Cat's body. Is that the fact that Bill the Cat is a cartoon character that is uh, a counterculture figure, or or a, a, that is a? It also seems like uh, Burke Burke Brethed, Berkeley Brethed, Berkeley yeah. Brethed did whatever he wanted to do with Bill the Cat. He didn't obey a certain nature like like a like a Mickey Ma- like a sorry, like a Tom from Tom and Jerry or something like that. Yeah. I mean he didn't have very well, what do you mean by he didn't obey it? I mean it sounds like he did he was chaos personified, it sounds like. Yes. Or, or but but any um satirical or social commentary the author wanted, Bill the Cat was ready to go. Yeah, Bill the Cat was kind of the the go to character for if they needed a Antagonist yeah. to do something really stupid that they'd then have to go and bail him out. Yeah. That would be when oh, Bill okay. the Cat would come in. Okay. Um, which is kind of like a cat yeah. in a lot of ways. What yeah. do you think about yeah, it? Totally, totally. That's very cat like. Yeah. Cool. Cool choice. Okay. Um, Winfield, your final cat. I'm glad he remembered my name. Well, he remembered so your last years. name. So yeah. he, looked, he looked around the room there, and someone was holding up a cue card. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, yeah. Winfield. Winfield. <laughs> then he looked at his microphone and said, I, I don't remember that, his name. I Winfield. wish that it wasn't in quotation marks. I don't know what that means, but yeah. I just wish the that, alleged Michael Winfield, yes. if that is your real name. Uh, Toons is the cat that can drive a car. Huge fan favorite. Huge fan favorite. Can I tell you some of the people who chose? Please. Toonses? Now, this is if you're just why you drop in towards the end of a podcast, I don't know. But if you didn't hear it the first time, I spieled out. We Turning in. The aliens have landed. 525 in the morning. If you just dropped in. Uh, we invite our listeners to give us examples of the things we're debating. And Tom Carkey, Craig Radjoy, Whitney Sweeney, Erica White all said, Tune Sis, and left us cool animated GIFs and videos. Uh, white Tune Sis. I like the idea... That uh, there's two things. I like the idea that these people think that this cat can drive a car. <laughs> yeah, for one. Yeah, which obviously um, no cat can do that because um, they can't. Mm-hmm. But I also like the idea of a violent cat, which is often depicted, whether it's a Sylvester and Tweety, whether it's a Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Um, cats are strangely violent, and they do what they want. And if you were to put a cat behind the wheel of a car, he would kill you. Yeah. Because ultimately, I think cats hate you. Yeah. Um, but the sketches, you know, the very first one had like Steve Martin in it. And it's just like, oh, wow. I didn't look. This is my cat that can drive yeah. a car. And he's like, oh, no, look out. And they drive off a cliff. And that's the entire thing. And it mm-hmm. feels very much like a, I think it was a Robert Smigel. I think it was Jack Handy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think. Let me check that. No, it doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Okay. Let's say, I, I assume that you're right, okay, Jeff, the comedy person, but it feels like, it feels like something that is... I'm, I'm not a person. Uh-oh. He's a comedy person. We're he checking, needs to well, be validated. It, does, it doesn't feel too far away from Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer, which is a Jack Handy too. Sure. Just okay. The, the, okay. Con, the concept is very straightforward, Yeah, and it's people that get into a car and they assume that the, oh, they're amazed that the cat can drive a car, <laughs> they all, yeah. and then they all die yeah. over and over. Yeah. And... Um, it's one of those weird, funny, just SNL pop culture sketches yeah. that is just like, I I know what this is. I know it's going to happen every time. Yeah. Yet I'm going to get suckered into it. Yeah. Um, whether he's like super representative of what a 
cat is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think cats kind of are just kind of evil. Yeah. They're just kind of bad for the most part. You let them in your house and you know what? Kiss your couch goodbye. Yeah. Because they're going to scratch up. They're going to scratch up the couch next to, that is, is sitting immediately next to the cat scratching post. Yeah. Because they can. They're yeah. going to do bad things because they can. They're going to sit on the counter and knock off that glass. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a cat. I do, I do what I want. And I think that cats are so very much that mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Just being, I'm just going to be a cat. And you're going to try to, we talked about this earlier, you're going to try <laughs> to domesticate me. And you know what? I'm going to just, yeah. I'm going to knock this down. Yeah. It's funny. You see like, Big cats, you see like cats in the wild, you see like tigers, mm-hmm. and you see lions, and occasionally they do things that are very cat like. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I could have that cougar in my home. And then you're like, it would maul you to yes. death yeah. so fast. Our cats would kill us if they could. If our cats weren't like, you know, 13 to 19 pounds, they would murder us mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You did. Uh, so anybody who's a previous listener may know that uh, Michael often and Richard sometimes choose categories, and so I was a little bit surprised that there weren't categories. But I would say if there was one that emerged, or multiple ones, one would be animated cats. But then tigers, in particular, in terms of cats, the big I like for whatever reason in my head, I kind of blocked it out. Love like. When Richard posted this, I assumed he wasn't talking about big cats. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, we've been doing this for sure. now. We're in our fourth year mm-hmm. and we've kind of synced up a little bit. And sometimes yeah. it's just like house cats. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It felt, it felt cats. It wasn't like, well, our audience chose. Let's, let's see what Richard's fourth pick is. Maybe. Allison Cooper chose. Maybe I've got a big cat for my fourth oh, pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, but I might. You never know. No, my, fir- my fourth pick. Cats. Cats. The musical. The musical cats. It's, that's bullshit. Why? Uh, I just said it just says it could be anything about cats. cats no, 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 no. I think he chose this so he could wait, do wait, wait, a wait. little bit of music from Cats the Musical, which I have queued up right oh, here. Oh, do you have some? Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so surprised. Oh, I haven't stretched out. All right. So I've got my ranking of people, wait, who, people who love the musical Cats. Okay. Uh, you got 10 year old kids this time. Mm-hmm. They graduated from Garfield. Uh, still got 70-year-old cat ladies. Yeah. Still not sure what's in third. Okay. The fourth one is anyone who's okay with musicals in theory, but keeps getting tripped up on pesky things like plot and subtlety. Yeah. Okay. So this is let me the- Let me know what you want me to jump in and, and just destroy <laughs> you right now. Uh, on May 24th. <laughs> I actually said pets, not the musical. Richard said Rushmore of Cats. The pets, not, not the, musical. the musical. owned. Oh, Oh. What a dis- what a huge whoops! What a huge whoopsie! Four point disqualifier. Whoopsie! Musical. Whoopsie! This is like the time that you thought because I cu- I cut this out. Is, this I is, even is, joked about. It. I cut out all my Rumple teaser material that I had. Mm-hmm. Well, this just goes to show I don't pay attention to you guys outside of when we're recording this. I do have a backup if you'd like the back. Would you like the backup, Michael? No, you know what? This is for the judge to decide. Okay. I it's look. Je- Jeff hates to do this. Jeff hates to actually make actual decisions. No, it's actually the only thing that helps me is you. That fact that you do that's DQ'd. That yeah. can't be. Yeah. No, that's that's they, I, even I will admit that's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward. Okay, this will allow me the only time that I can ever bring this up, which is 
sometime in the like mid to late 80s when I was like 8 to 10 years old, I went to see Dogs, the musical. Oh. Which was like the knockoff version of Cats, the musical. Yeah, my we friend just Josh like Jackson, the musical versus I don't Amazon. remember a thing about it other than it was called Dogs. I have never <laughs> looked it up on the internet. And uh, in the break, I totally will. Nice. So what's, so your, what's this your backup? Is, by the way, this is very reminiscent of the uh, montage episode mm. when Michael thought that, uh, I believe you thought that the montage uh, was set to Eye of the Tiger in Rocky Three, And mm. it turns out it, that was actually the training montage. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what? Everybody go back to season one. Yeah, double check Look that, that up. Mm-hmm. Good episode. It mm-hmm. is a good episode. I had a mea culpa. I didn't do my proper research. Mm-hmm. I, did, I just kind of hey, went, sometimes, went along with it. Sometimes when you screw up, you got to say, I screwed up. Are we talking about why, you'd like, why you chose it? No, not really. Go down in a blaze of glory. No, 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 okay, no. Okay, okay, no, okay. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I, am, I, am, I, I came prepared with a backup. Yes. I don't know why I did. Okay. Uh, minus Peter Chris. Oh, right. The drummer for Kiss. Yes. Wonderful. The Catman. The Catman, Peter Chris. Which I think fits in because he's the, the look is very, very <laughs> pet cat-like. Yeah. Um, I do like that it's also just some guy in like cat cosplay. Kind yeah. of. Kind of. With, with the, music involved. It's like, it's like Cats the Musical, but like, it's the rock and roll version. I mean, like, here's the thing. Everyone else... In Kiss, got a kick-ass yeah, Star persona. Child, yeah, Star Child, the Demon. Yeah, uh, what's a, a space space ace, space yeah. man space yeah. ace, and then you got the cat. <laughs> Was Peter Chris like out running an errand for the band? Did they yeah. send him out? Like he walks hey, in with like Burger King. Okay, band meeting over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so by the way, we uh, decided you're uh, the cat. Now. Cat. <laughs> what? Uh, what a bizarre thing to have to dress up as. That's pretty funny. For the next 10 years or however long yeah. he was in the band. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's band. that's a good fallback. Okay. okay, dudes. So this has been a fabulous discussion on uh, the Mount Rushmore of cats and some surprising choices, some really entertaining choices. Some really fucked up choices. Some really kind of effed up choices. Um, that's me. want to thank the... Uh, listeners and observers out on social media for all their great suggestions. I think I mentioned, you guys mentioned Tunsis and oh my God, you guys are going to get, you're going to get like double, triple points for that, Michael, because uh, Tom Carkey, Craig Rejoy, Whitney Sweeney, Erica Wright all mentioned Tunsis and left fun links and things like that. Let me tell you about The Sleeper. I don't know if you, uh, many no, of you out in the audience. Sleeper, that's a pretty good Woody Allen movie. Yeah. But I, and that's a pretty good definition of a cat. That's a cat, total sleeper. They sleep 18 hours a day. And and then they do something crazy. Like, they sleep 18 hours, then they jump from the floor to the top of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how the... <laughs> <laughs> saving of all the energy. They've yeah. Been, they've been thinking about getting up to those Cheerios yeah. all day. <laughs> you sleep all day and then do one kick-ass thing and you're redeemed. It's like, a, uh, it's like a Sims game where they have to like like reset their power bar yeah, or something. Yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, uh, the sleeper um, was the Kleban cats. I don't know if you remember these renderings. Cleveland yeah. cats? Uh, found they on it. fire in the river? <laughs> well, they weren't a comic strip. They were books, a collection of books, and then merchandised the heck out of them with calendars. I bought my grandmother a Cleveland cat calendar every year for about seven years. I don't wow. think she ever put it up and cared, um, but uh, pillowcases, coffee mugs, uh, listeners. Um, Stuff that looks like this? Jeff? That's it. A, fat, a cat that looks like a meatloaf. Oh. Julie Watkins, Christy Patterson, Veach, Katie Nestalia Wood, and Laura Muller all chose that. Jonesy was chosen by Meredith McVitie. Who? And 
Jonesy from Alien. Alien. Ah. Ripley's cat. Um, Bob DeRosa also chose Jonesy Morris. Uh, former Patrick guest Kennedy. of the show, Bob DeRosa. Bo- former guest. That's right. Um, uh, 30 Seconds to Lives. Bob DeRosa. Bob DeRosa. That's right. So there's a lot of popular cats. So uh, let's get into some ranking here. Why don't we do this? Let's do this thing. So Manfredi. Uh, yeah. Some really esoteric, interesting choices, one of which we couldn't use. Cats the Musical. It's too bad. I had Sorry. some really good stuff on that, too. Did you? Not really. Okay, okay. You, all, of, all of your Mungo Jerry stuff. You heard the rest of the stuff I had. Did you think this was going to be miraculously <laughs> better somehow? Going to have to give you big points and credit for Garfield, because he was a fan favorite, <clears throat> and you tapped into the zeitgeist, and that's your middle. That's why that's your middle name. It is? I, was it? It's German. Oh, okay. Oh, no, okay. no, he's... he's, uh, he's uh, Farfagnogan. Yeah, he's part Italian, part... Uh, Mexican? Yeah, part Mexican. Uh, that's why you're so talented and Zeitgeist. That's why Zeitgeist comes Zeitgeist from. Zeitgeist, though. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so let's give a point there. Let's give a point to uh, Toon Says the Cat Could Drive. I think that might even be double... I don't know. It feels like it's a lot of points. Let's give two points. It's at least four. It's at least four? Okay. So Toon Says the Cat Could I Drive. I don't necessarily need to double it. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Because you, you didn't put it in your Borglum bag. I didn't put it in the bag. So that's... That's the official doubling of... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was in uh, your Borglum bag? Gar- Garfield gets double, too. Okay. Okay. And let's do... I don't know why that. Let's do Felix the Cat, because there was a history <laughs> lesson associated with it. Yeah. And now I've got to f- kind of figure out... This has to be some provenance, because he's in the Guinness Book Maru. So there we go. Uh, two and two. These guys split it, I think. No? Seven to four. Pretty good for a guy who's uh, running three horses, not four in the race. Yeah, exactly. The last one was more of an exhibition horse. Yeah. Exhibition yeah. cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has, well, hey, guys, tune in next week when we will be discussing the Mount Rushmore of the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> uh, this has been the Mount Rushmore of Cats. I am always Jeff. I am always Richard. Richard.